listening to Relatable Roles, an actual play and RPG review podcast. I am your host with a very fully developed and fleshed out backstory, Max Nostorowicz. And as always, joined by my co-host who has a, a background that needs no explanation. It's Claire Higginbottom. How are you doing today, Claire? I mean, if someone wanted to explain my background to me so I would know what my base motivations are, uh, just on a standard day-to-day basis, I'd actually really appreciate that. <laughs> um, I, I'm like a duck. On the surface, it looks like I have everything together, but everything underwater is a panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that you you really enjoy bread and swimming in ponds. I, I, yeah, but you shouldn't feed ducks bread. That's actually really bad for them. Oh, really? Yeah, you should give them peas and oats. Peas, but mm-hmm. I like peas. Peas are for me. Yeah, ducks, 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 and birds like peas. Mostly ducks. But huh. Yeah, you get bread breadcrumbs are really bad for for ducks because it like expands in their stomach and in a bad in a way that they're not used to digesting it's another thing that pop culture has lied to us about yep so if nothing else in this episode at least you learned that you should not be feeding ducks bread yeah yeah just like you shouldn't be feeding throwing rice at weddings because birds eat it and it swells and their stomachs explode on that note <laughs> We are here today to uh, talk about a um, a game slash topic titled Session Zero, which is a game about making your own characters. Uh, it's the story of the life that they have already lived before your story with them begins in game. It is who they are, who has helped them, what has benefited them, and what has caused them harm. So, Claire, you discovered this game. Do you want to this this is from a uh, bundle of sorts, correct? Yeah. So during quarantine, I like went a little bit bonkers on all those itch.io, you know, social justice bundles, Ukraine justice, but like all the bundles mm-hmm. where you got like a thousand things for like fifteen dollars and um, the value. Yeah, because of who I am as a person, I was like, oh, good value, definitely add to cart. But then other than maybe two of the flagship games that came with them. I, it was too overwhelming to actually look through the mm-hmm. bundles. So I finally decided to, to look through the bundles, and I found a couple of things that I'm sure we'll be talking about over the next couple of weeks, months, hint, hint. Um, but this one I found, I thought was really fascinating. Um, again, I, the the name that is credited to it on on the... Plain text is Megan Lynn FTW. Uh, so I'll have to try and find contact information prior to uh, publication of this episode so we can tag them appropriately. Um, but uh, I was able to find it again just for the link, just searching for session zero on itch.io. But for me, I, I consider myself creative in a lot of ways. But when it comes to things like creating a character with a well parsed backstory, for multiple games that I'm playing simultaneously, um, sometimes I struggle with that. Kind of like when you're on a date or in a job interview and someone says, well, tell me about yourself. And it's like, well, I've done nothing and I've liked zero things and I've, <laughs> I have no idea who I, who I am anymore. Um, yeah, so, it's, one of, those, it's yeah. one of those situations where like everything relating to those topics just fleets from your Yeah, like, what's your, your favorite mind. movie? I've never seen a movie in my life, I guess. <laughs> what's a movie? Yeah, I have a I have a bad movie podcast that is nearing 160 episodes, and 
every now and then someone asks me like, oh, what are some movies you've done? And I'm just like, uh, what, uh, what, what are you, what are we talking about? Film? Electricity in my house. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> um, so having some sort of tool that like guides you through a character generation that doesn't feel like tedious or heavy handed, I thought was really fascinating and let a lot of people who, you know, we were either new to tabletop RPGs or character creation or are old hat at it, but are have used all of their character creation ideas, have blown their load over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a really fascinating tool that exists and not one that I necessarily would have thought of. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I know I don't often play characters on this podcast, but on other RPG podcasts that you can hear me on, uh, see uh, RPPR or Delta Green Dead channels, um, a lot of my characters are based off of characters from movies or um, actors and such. As someone who never almost exclusively roleplays Delta Green as a knockoff Dana Scully, I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) I thought it was just not Claire Higginbottom as a lot of your characters. (laughs) But, like, it's not Claire Higginbottom in the way that Dana Scully is not Claire Higginbottom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Either um, Patrick Fischler as John Doe in, um, oh, one of Caleb's game where I was the flipped cultist as- asset. Like, that was the, like, the, it, that was the individual that I had pictured in my mind for that role. Or John Malkovich from Burn After Reading for, as the, the the Balkans desk intelligence analyst in the I think that was the game where I got turned into a uh, a, a statue slash antenna. Yeah, that you tried to Morse code murder me. Yep, yep, Mer- <laughs> Morse code Merkin. Yep. Good on you. I had no <laughs> sigint. Yeah, yeah. Good job. You had no sigint. But occasionally, especially if it's like quick pickup games, I don't always always have time to uh, flesh out backgrounds and like I'm people say I'm a creative I sometimes struggle with that uh, descriptor of my own self I don't like writing fiction like I much prefer like nonfiction. that's just me so I don't like writing characters especially if I'm going to be playing with them I always I always think that's kind of like heavy-handed so this session zero game I think is a is a great little tool for uh really coming up with a uh a character. Yeah, and even if you're using like a, a pre-gen as far as stats go, like you can have all those numbers already done for you, which is great, but you'll still it's jumping in with someone you have no idea like who they are other than numbers on a page can also mean that like you're walking through this campaign and you're not finding out your character until X amount of hours in, which is confusing and strange. <laughs> Yeah, that's something I like, and that's I think that's one of the um, benefits of doing a campaign. Like we are a handful of episodes into our Merkborg campaign, and uh, the personalities of the characters are are definitely starting to come out as strange and terrible things are happening to them. Um, but you know, or the personalities are changing. Uh, well, yeah, completely. <laughs> like my new obsession with ripping roots out of the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, but uh, it, you know. And there are some uh, RPGs that do have, like, a life path system, which has, like, a mechanical way of, like, um, telling the story or the background of your character before game, before the game starts and usually attributes some sort of stat bonuses or uh, 
uh, items that they may have based off of like, oh, you are you got some inheritance from a, a rich uncle or something like that. You have extra money at starting the play. And like, that's fine, but that makes it like, I think it very, very involved and I want to say clunky. Like, I think there's a, a definite space in gaming for having like that, like mechanically oriented background, but sometimes like having uh, just a more fleshed out narrative background is also uh, very useful. So. But no, I 100% agree. Um, yeah, like having something kind of built into a game itself can be very helpful, but it's, you know, then you're still getting kind of those same set of parameters every single time. So kind of challenging yourself to answer to have to come up with different facets of 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 a character is a lot to to try and parse through if you don't have any sort of guided way to do that um so having this giant set of of randomized questions um that we talked that we'll talk about in session zero um both in the base game quote unquote game the game that's not a game um but uh, there is also a an expansion to it as well that has additional questions um, to if you, you know, make it through your entire set of prompts that you already received. Yeah, so, yeah, Session Zero, the uh, it's less of a game and more of a tool, I think, that you could really apply to yeah. any sort of uh, game, unless it's a game that has the background mechanically tied to it, like Thousand-Year-Old Vampire. Um, because that's you know very much is uh, a game focused around the your character's background and the fleeting nature of it as the as time moves on. Yeah. So um. So how this mad or how this Madlib kind of tool works uh, is uh, it's it's using a set a standard set of uh, playing cards and each uh, suit is a different uh, list of prompts. So uh, we're gonna go through one or two of these today, Claire and I, and. Uh, just to kind of give you a little taste of what this tool has to offer. Maybe you'll take it away as something that you could use for your own games, or maybe you'll just like listening to me and Claire make up some stories. <laughs> All right, so first we have the heart suit. So let's see here. Let me draw a card. We have the Jack of Hearts. Jack of Hearts. So uh, the prompt that goes along with the Jack of Hearts is, well, on the road, you have a memory that keeps your spirits up during tough times. What is your happiest memory? When did it take place? What about it makes it stay with you through the years? Okay, um... Let's say... Happiest memory... Let's say it's, uh, for, for this theoretical character, it is a big summer bonfire after, uh graduation you know senior year that that time between high school and college that doesn't that that feels a liminal like, time space yes yeah exactly yes you st uh, stole the word right out of my mouth yeah a, a liminal time when um you know you're you're in between parts of your lives and you're living it up until that next giant chunk uh starts that will that will ultimately shape you more than the previous four years have although you don't realize it at the time and just like the the good times that you had with the uh, your friends during that uh, year, or not excuse me, that year that that season of uh, graduation parties and bonfires and uh, staying out late because you don't have to go to school anymore for the time being. I think a lot of high school is kind of just like really forgettable um, through what one way or the other. But like those kind of memories of 
events during that time that aren't tied to school, I think are uh, uh, really something that sticks throughout the years. Yeah. So we're creating a human that is going to be in at least some sort of Americanized culture. So maybe maybe this is a shell of a of a federal agent for DG we're trying to give some flavor to. Yeah. Yeah. Is that is that where we're ta- we're t- we're pointing? Cool. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we, yeah. if we're gonna have our endless conga line of FBI agents that we're that we marching into turn, the doom, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they need Thank to have you, some personality. Yep. <laughs> Just keep on mamboing. All right, so next up we have the clubs. And we have uh, three of clubs. All right. Regardless of what your life brings, you will always have your sibling. Uh, How many siblings do you have? What is your relationship with them like? Now that you have become an adventurer or character, I guess, how has this affected them? I mean, if we are talking about, you know, if we're trying to give context and flavor to this, you know, federal agent were churning through the DG machine. I'm going to take this in a slightly different direction and say that, you know, our, we had, I had a younger brother who, you know, loved more than anything, very, very close. Um, and they were, you know, a, a victim of some sort of serial killer crime because we lived in, you know, middle America, everyone gets murdered or addicted to meth kind of situation. And that was my character's drive to become part of like the the governmental justice machine mm. to, to stop things like that happening in the future. So everything that I do is for the memory of of my younger brother. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. So I guess we're, you're you're not really tied down to these uh, prompts, and that, that's a nice interpretation. I think you can yeah. tool them to for what kind of a uh, character you're making. Um, but that's that's definitely a lot, you know, more fleshed out than saying I have a I have a sibling as one of my bonds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I think too, you know, if we were playing Dungeons and Dragons or you know, Cyborg, like any of any tabletop RPG, like when you say now that you have become an adventurer, those can mean very different things. So depending on mm-hmm. the, the structure of the game that you're playing, that can kind of help guide you. And since you know we're we just relatively spur of the moment decided that we're building a government agent uh, cannon fodder. Um, having that kind of darker flavor of the backstory lends to a much more damaged and nuanced character. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, based off of our listener numbers, people do enjoy when we play Delta Green. So, yeah. you know, we're just going to lean into it in any way we can. Yeah, we just gotta feed the emotional damage since everyone <laughs> is a little bit depressed. <laughs> All right, so up next we have the spades, and we have a five of spades. Oh, ah, <laughs> perfect. Uh, so this one's gonna be for Max to answer, but it is death yeah. steals from all of us. What family member did death take from you? <laughs> when did it happen? What were the circumstances surrounding their death? I mean, that one kind of feels like a cop out. Should we redraw for spades? Yeah, yeah, because I that like that could have been. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll say that. Uh, we'll re- we'll redraw from the deck. Four of spades. A natural disaster took something from you. What type of disaster was it? What was lost to you? Is it likely to happen again? Um, 
We'll say that our theoretical agent is from the Gulf region. I said so Middle we'll America, so tornado oh, Middle America, Valley. Middle America. Okay, yeah, okay. Different kind of natural disaster yes. then. Okay, <laughs> so uh, instead of um, hurricane, it's a tornado. Um, uh, grew up, grew up in the you know Middle America, Great Plains region where tornadoes are uh, fairly common, um, and uh, tornadoes don't discriminate. So thank you, Twister. Yep, uh, definitely. Uh, the The old childhood home was destroyed by uh, a tornado growing up. Uh, thankfully, no one was killed by this, but uh, the family rebuilt. It is likely to happen again because the the parents of uh, our FBI agent uh, still live in Middle America, where tornadoes still happen. Which tornadoes are a weird thing. Are like are they? Is America the only place where tornadoes happen? Um. In in the traditional sense, yes, because most other places where you get those kind of wind cyclones, they're more tsunami because they're more equatorial based around water. So I think in the way that we think of them as in like Twister, America mm-hmm. is the only place that gets them. Hmm. All right. So uh, moving on to the suit of diamonds. Two, even the bravest of adventurers have fears. What is your greatest fear? What caused you to fear it? How do you cope when faced with it? I think that, you know, what we kind of set our life goal to be part of, like, this justice machine with really, uh, like, noble reasoning. Like, we wanted to, you know, get justice for a family member that we loved and, and help people from going through that same pain. So I think our greatest fear would be just becoming a cog in that machine that creates no real lasting efforts that when we eventually work through our lives and retire or die tragically early, um, that it will have no difference than if we would have never tried to do nothing that. Is, nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. Um, and I think what caused us to fear it is that we just have seen it happen so many times that you you always, you know, you start with, with noble intentions, but you get burned out and you get overworked and you get just exhausted dealing with the bureaucratic bleakness of it all. Um, I, I mean, we probably cope with it by drinking a lot when we're not on the clock. Um, yeah. How many horrors can you see before you have what, to crack open a bottle of Jack at night? What a what a uh, terrible fear this totally fictional character has, and in no way reflects the fears of people <laughs> recording this podcast. So we did one from each category, and you're supposed to pick a minimum of five cards. So I have a random card shuffler pulled up, so I'm just going to pull a random oh, card, and we'll do that perfect. one. Yeah, I was going to roll a d4 to pick the random soup, but that just, also works. I have Technology! A, I have a, I have random card randomcards.com slash one shuffle deck up, which is one of my favorite tools to use when I need a random card. Uh so we have gotten a we already we already did that one exactly. Um so I will repull that one for me. Uh so ten of clubs, you have fond memories of a former former classmate. Uh how long were you classmates? What about them helped shape your life or days helped shape your days before adventuring? What became of them? Let's say that this was someone from Quantico. Uh, so, you know, went through the uh, FBI Academy together. 
I'll say that uh, based off of our character's background, we've always been like a rather like serious individual uh, based off of the, the tragedies that have befallen them on their uh, short life at this point. Um, and um, the, uh, the former classmate uh, was probably more of a, a uh, jovial character. Um, not in like the like, hey, I'm the class clown, but like you know, uh, more of like a uh, more hopeful, less thousand-eyed stare uh, that we had become at this point. We'll say, the young ingenue of Quantico. Yeah, <laughs> and um, they helped us not just be like an uptight stick in the mud, um, as it were, and really helped us. Uh, become a little more social, which is important for any sort of position where you'll be working closely with others, which has helped our own career. Uh, what became of them? Um, they joined the Bureau, but they are West Coast-based, as opposed to us being more East Coast. So We still keep in touch. <laughs> they're, uh, they're looking over that... Uh, Canada to Washington uh, drug running line <laughs> to the logging towns of the Pacific Northwest. Oh no, Max pulls up something that's vaguely related to Twin Peaks, another thing we could have never expected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think like in just this, the span of drawing five random cards, you know, we get a pretty good view of who this pre-gen character could be. You know, we they have fond memories of being in that liminal space of potentiality and thinking that they could maybe change the world. They are slowly being consumed by the crushing fear that they will not. Um, <laughs> and and you know, starting things for a for for a noble reason, but getting more burned out and more alcoholic by the day. Yep. Um really gives some some flavor and some color. Yeah, and we also fleshed out a couple of uh their bonds as well or potential yeah. bonds as well. Yeah. Uh parents, uh friends/coworkers uh which I wasn't in, um intending to uh get out of this uh exercise. So, sneaky little tool here we have here, Claire. I think I will be using this yeah. uh in the future. Me too. And I like that each of the um the suits of cards has like a different theme for all of the prompts uh, and making sure that you pick at least one from each suit really gives you um, that opportunity for well-rounded. So like the hearts suit um, is a bit like personal uh, feelings wise. So how do you feel about your hometown? What do you, you know, you had a memory that keeps your spirits up um first romance so it's a lot of more uh, personal feelings um clubs is seems to be like more early days and family bonds yeah, yeah clubs seems to be like interpersonal relationships whether it's uh, uh a former love is still part of your life childhood best friend uh mentor or teacher uh spades is uh loss, loss. yeah <laughs> yeah and then uh diamonds are like internal secrets internal ideas, yeah like personal yeah, drives like and motivators flipping through um 
uh, flipping through the the PDF, there's a, a watermark on each page. So Hearts has a Hearts, which is like, oh yeah, Hearts the club. Yeah. But no, these are all like uh, fond memories. Um, the club, which is the interpersonal relationship, has like has a, a chain. So it's like your your links to things. Yeah. Uh, Spades has a storm cloud, which yeah. is uh, pretty under uh, pretty self explanatory. But Diamonds has like this fern, I guess. Or nature, I don't know. It's. I'm sure it is a specific type of leaf that means something symbolically, mm-hmm. but yeah. I am not good at the language of flowers. Yeah, we are, um, we are not horticultur- horticulturists here at Relatable Roles. Strange horticulture, uh, which is a great game. Everyone should pick that up. <laughs> but uh, then I, I also have the um, expansion pulled up as well, and it's not a full new set of 52 prompts, um, but there's two more suits that you can either assign or, or roll for them. Um, and one is beliefs and views. So it's, you know, are you a half empty or half full type of person? Do you wear your heart on your sleeve? Do you believe in love at first sight? Um, what makes you angry? Um, what do you have to do to calm yourself down to get angry? Um, and okay, then um, half full, yes, no? But I'm not denying, uh, no, okay, yeah, no, and people wasting my time. Alcohol. No, 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 no. Uh, um, engaging with media, I enjoy. <laughs> Is, oh, sorry, was this you personally? That was or me personally. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, wait, that doesn't align. That feels more like a Max thing. Yes. Uh, and then the the other chapter is memories and facets. Um, so it it's, seems to be a little bit more of a catch-all, but I think they're all pretty interesting. Um, a, a one that I think is pretty fascinating is you had a near-death experience. What happened? How did you survive? How did it change you? Um, what is, what's in a name? Do you like your name? Is there meaning behind it? Would you change it uh, if you could? Uh, there's one about vices, one about the last promise you kept. Um, so there's a lot of um, things that give you an opportunity to dig a little bit deeper. Um, not that I necessarily think the expansion pack is required, because even if you only had the same couple questions every single time, based on the structure of your character, you'd probably answer them really differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but in case you feel like you're kind of getting into a rut, having those extra 26 questions are, are a good option to shuffle things in. Yeah, and um, most of these prompts are pretty uh, setting setting agnostic. Um, so you could you you could really use this for any kind of uh, game. There's a couple questions that lead you to believe this is for like a fantasy adventure kind of game because like a friendly shopkeeper once helped you prepare for an adventurer's life, and it's like okay, that's. Uh, that that, that kind of leads you down a certain path, or a powerful entity once made itself known to you, which is, you can have that be more broad. Yeah, or uh, have it just be, like, God in a normal person, yeah. like, real-life sense. So, like, there's, I think some of them are, are written in a way that they feel a bit more geared towards, like, D&D or some other adventure-based system, mm-hmm. but... I think they're they're all written vaguely enough that you could reinterpret them for for any sort of a mechanic or setting. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, neat little tool. We'll put a link to this in the description, yeah. uh, so you can check it out for yourself. And a link to the creator's Twitter. Yeah, and uh, yeah, this is a fun little exercise. I, yeah. I I definitely got a lot more out of this. Well, actually, sitting down and. Uh, think about these questions and talking about it and also just 
how you and I have made our characters um, in in our games that we've played here and other places. So yeah, I think this will help me too because I mean I I tend to fall back on on what I know, <laughs> and that's that's my bad habit when it comes to character creation, and that's not just because I'm not feeling creative or don't want to branch out, but you know in the parts of games where I have to you know role play with other characters, I just feel more confident RPing with a backstory that is more aligned with my own or like a character from a movie that I know a lot about. But being able to go into, you know, a, a tabletop RPG campaign or, or standalone game where I have taken the time to really flesh out that backstory using a tool like this, I think it would be easier to, to branch out into different types of characters, but still feel like I can successfully role play with them because I would know enough about them at that point. Right, right. Yeah, and it, it's kind of one of those things of, you know, we mostly do one shots here um, and other places that we've um, appeared. So it's really more like it's a lot of it's like, how much time do I want to put into uh, fleshing out a character when I'm, you know, one of five in a three hour game, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to fall back upon, but a lot of times you can come up with these details um, when you need them. Uh, but, I know there's individuals who really like having more of like the fleshed out background before it even begins, which there's nothing wrong with that. I think this is a great little tool to help out with that. So, yeah. And I think like, especially in one shots, I would like having a tool like this because, you know, if you're not, if you're letting your character flesh out as the game progresses, you might not know how your character would choose to respond to a situation or answer a question until halfway through a three hour game. But if you can start treating it, you know, character accurate, from from the word go, that would I think benefit everyone involved. Yeah, for sure. And then everybody wins. Exactly. So I think that's uh all we have to say on this topic for today. Claire, where can people find all of our relatable roles stuff? People can find all of our relatable roles stuff on relatableroles.com where you can find links to all of our social media. Uh, we are at relatable roles on Twitter and at relatable roles podcast on Instagram. Uh, you can find all of our episodes on our website, but you can also listen to them wherever you prefer to consume your podcast media. Uh, if you listen on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else where you can rate your podcast listening, we would love it if you could give us a rating and review so that way other people can find us through the magic of the algorithm. Um, thank you to Megan Cross for writing Session Zero. Um, we'll link uh, the... Um, way to purchase Session Zero through itch.io in the notes, and we'll also tag Megan's Twitter uh, on uh, episode notes as well. But thank you, Megan. This was really fantastic, um, and I think this is a tool that we'll be using uh, for, for a lot of our games in the future. Yeah, most definitely. So until next time, continue fleshing out those backgrounds <laughs> and have a good and have fun. Bye! Bye! Bye, Alistair.